That's what we did. We sang and, and it was look, gorgeous. The past is the past. <laughs> and people, they were loving it. That's on record. People love us singing. Um, you guys, this is Urgent Care. I'm Joel Kim Booster. I'm Mitra Johari. And we are here to help who? You. You. To the best of our ability and to the detriment to our, our own mental health. Um <laughs> That's what we're here to do. That's what um, we're doing. For those of you who are just tuning into this, you know, our 79th episode, um, <laughs> you should be aware that what we do here at Urgent Care is we take your calls and we take emails of advice. Okay. People call in. And what what is advice? How would you describe it? Advice is when you have a question. And then against all odds, two podcast hosts answer it. And you have to do what they tell you to do. <laughs> and that's advice. That's advice to me. <laughs> advice to me is when you get a bad idea from a stranger. <laughs> and that's what the show is all about. Okay. Um, so, Mitra, I think since we're in the pandy. Oh. <laughs> 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 the uh -oh. pandemic. Yes. And we're trying to make this this podcast sort of an escape for our listeners. I think um we should start talking a little bit outside of time. Like what are what is something that you are doing at self-care? <laughs> um and what you know I'm gonna be? skip past pottery. I um. knew I was actually gonna preemptively ask you not to bring up your 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 art. Yes. Um because we you know and obviously, if I don't say the word pottery once every five minutes, I will self-destruct. Mm -hmm. That's my new setting uh, by the factory. But um, my my new thing that I'm trying to do more is just um, I went to a botanical garden last weekend. Okay. Um, yeah, you hate me. If <laughs> I, I'm just trying to go to uh, more botanical gardens and parks because it was really, really Where nice. Is there a, what do you do at the botanical garden? You just walk and around what makes and it a botanical flowers. garden versus just a garden? I don't really know. Um, okay, I, so you I'm, learned nothing from your trip. No, I didn't like read anything. I just walked around <laughs> and looked at flowers. Um, but I went to the Descanso Botanical Garden um, last weekend, and it was so nice. And it, I just feel like every time I'm around plants or like in a garden, I remember that like my life is small and it. It's okay if, like, I have a bad day. And I love that. I love that. It's such a, like, a Dixie Chick song. Like, flowers make me feel small. Um. <laughs> it was just nice. It was, like, like my... And it's the same thing with, like, calling home, where it's, like, I'll have, like, what seems like the craziest, most stressful day of all time, and then I'll, like, call my sister, and I'll be like, you won't believe the fucked up shit that happened to me. And she'll, like... She, and then she'll be like, yeah, you won't believe the fucked up shit that happened to me. And, and it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, like, we're all just, like stressed about our jobs and like just because like yeah like i think i get just so I, I can get so wrapped up in work and stuff where i forget that like everyone else has stuff going on too and mm. i think um 
and the things and, feel so big because I'm not doing very much. So right. forcing and myself so the outside garden of my room. sort of made you feel better about this all. It did because my r- work is in my room right now. So it, oh. like my whole life is in one fucking room right yeah, at, this, at the tough. moment. And um, just going out and being like, oh my God, like a wide open space full of things that have nothing to do with me. Awesome. Like <laughs> instead of my bedroom, which is littered with like post-it notes <laughs> and like, and like stinks. Cause I've spent like 22 hours a day. In there. Yeah. <laughs> like I, it was just nice. And, and I, and I went with, with IO, a Debris, and like, we just walked around and like, I think both of us have like been doing zoom jobs. So it was just nice to like, yeah, look at a wide open space and see a friend. That is very comforting and pretty. Um, So that I I'm going to try and go to another one in the next couple weeks. Wow. Well, let me know. I would love to go. I would love to find out what the botanical (laughs) part of a garden is. I would love to go with you. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll, we'll crack the code, but no, no one tell us. (laughs) No, I don't want to know what it, what that word means. I don't want (laughs) to hear, I do not want to hear that word again until I am standing inside of it. (laughs) Um, what about you? What, what are you um, doing? You know, mine is sort of the complete opposite of a botanical garden. I've been playing a lot of video games, um, which uh, we've talked about on this podcast before. Ryan, you you unfortunately sort of stepped on a conver- into the middle of a conversation I was having with engineer Ryan about The Last of Us 2, which is sort of um, not the game to be playing right now because it is sort of about a post-apocalyptic world after a... Um, sort of deadly pandemic. Uh, so that's turned a lot of people into zombies. And um, and in this version of the game, it's the sequel to a previous game. It's the same game, only this time you get to, or rather are forced to kill a bunch of dogs. Uh, that is... It is um, so chilling. I know. I, and it's like, that is exactly what I sort of have been clamoring for from video games is um, the the ability to make man's best friend um, sort of a dangerous enemy to face <laughs> off against. And then you're sort of forced to bludgeon them to death. And it, um, it is not... It is not comforting, but it is what I have to bring to the table in terms of self-care right now. Because it's a gorgeous story. Um, and it so is cool. fun. You're sort of wandering around the wilds of Seattle. Like, Seattle is Seattle has fallen. Um, I love I love Seattle. Seattle is beautiful. But it I is mean, nice. talk it's, about gardens and parks. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and there's actually, there's a bunch of them in the game. And they're just sort of overrun by zombies now. Do they um, tell you, like, which park you're at? Yeah, it's actually based on, like, the actual, um, like, city plan of Seattle. That's Only really cool. it's destroyed. I know. And it is nice. And so I spend a lot of time not even doing what the game asks you to do, but just sort of wandering around Seattle. You know, I love just that. Just for my own enjoyment. I mean, I know I've talked about it on the pod before, but like watching Patty play these games in the past year and a half of living together has really opened my eyes to like the beauty of video games and the storytelling yeah. that happens within them. Because the games that I saw growing up, like that my brother would play, were mostly like first person shooters. And I was like, I just don't. I can't mm. really see myself enjoying these games. And he also loves Pokemon. So he is like still sweet and cute. Yeah. But <laughs> sort of but, a cartoon version of killing dogs. Yes. Uh, <laughs> training uh wildlife um yeah i mean i but 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 that has been like just the the level of i i I don't think i really understood the the draw with Mm -hmm. some with video games until recently but that sounds amazing i've i've really enjoyed like watching patty play i'd love to watch you you play these oh yeah you know what after we make our trip to the botanical gardens you can come over and watch me bludgeon some dogs on a video game um that that sounds sounds so perfect and on that note 
I think we should take a break and sort of <laughs> let our listeners recover from and the news you, of what. Let you bludgeon some, some yeah, more no, dogs. Stop, stop saying <laughs> so you can quench so your So you can quench your fucking thirst. No. <laughs> no. Um, I already have like, there's already like stand-up clips of me floating around the internet of me talking about eating dogs. I don't need this to be my thing. Um, I don't okay, need okay, this to okay. I, I will not make it. I will not make it my focus for the whole episode. Yeah, which is sort what of like Mitra has pottery. Have I have bludgeoning digital dogs. Uh, <laughs> but it's so of. nice that in the time that we've hosted this podcast, we've both found hobbies. Like mine is like creating beautiful cups and giving them to people as gifts. And yours is, of course, bl- bludgeoning dogs. <laughs> Oh, it's so sad. It's so sad that what this game has done to me. All right, let's get out of here. We're going to take a break. That's the, that's actually the show. I'm ending it early. Goodbye. And we're back. And we're back. I, Mitra has talked me off the ledge. She's talked me into coming back to the show. Um, but only if we focus on work. Only if okay. we focus on work. Okay. Um, and on so that. on that note, Dana, please play the call. Hi, Nita and Joel. Um, I'm calling because I have an okay. issue Should with my roommate. Um, she's actually a longtime family friend. I've known her since I was really young. Um, she's seven years younger than me. I actually used to babysit her, and now she lives with me, which I'm really happy about. Um, she was in a long-distance relationship with her high school boyfriend until a few months ago, and then he looked through all of her texts and found out that she kissed a guy after a concert one time. Um, there's a lot more to the story, but I actually don't think anything else is relevant. He does look at her texts every time he visits, though, which really does disgust me. Um, she's basically been trying to win him back for a really long time, um, and he's stringing her along and emotionally abusing her. My reason for calling is because she will not stop talking to me about it. And it actually is starting to affect me very much emotionally and draining my energy and consuming my thoughts. She um, overshares a retell of a date takes an entire hour because she's basically playing the whole thing out minute by minute for me. She does this daily, traps me in hours-long conversations where we both basically say the same thing every time. We have the same conversation every day. Um, I would love to know how to tell her in a non-mean way that I can't hear about every detail anymore. She's very aware that I don't support the relationship. Um, After getting out of a five-year relationship myself um, pretty recently, I'm working very hard on healing myself. While I do care very much for her well-being and I do want her to be happy, I need her to ease up on dumping everything on me uh, um, because it's definitely affecting me negatively and hindering my healing. Is it appropriate to say that it triggers some sort of PTSD in me when she repeats the garbage bullshit he spews from his mouth when he wants to hurt her feelings? Um, I can't live like this anymore, and I just want her to leave him. But if she's not going to do that, I can't listen to the daily problems anymore. Um, please let me know if you have any advice. I really love you guys a lot and this podcast and Mitra's Pottery. Okay. Thank Whoa. you. Bye. Wow. She really made an enemy in this call. Um, <laughs> By giving me a she, compliment? Yeah, and she didn't mention anything about my dogs. Uh, <laughs> Your well-known passion. My well-known passion for digitally murdering dogs. Um, this is, I know this is upsetting some people, so we have to move away from it. Um, <laughs> I know this is a rare moment where, like, the way we, like, obviously will continue this for a long time offline, yeah. but we did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we did. 
<laughs> it's upsetting. It's and- upsetting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so why don't we why do we name this person? Okay, um, so babysitters club. Babysitters um, club. Um, she. Um, I sort of PTS he. P- <laughs> um, oh, sort of classic. PT. Um, Roommate. Um, seven years younger. Um, the seven year snitch. <laughs> seven year snitch. Mm-hmm. Like she's snitching on everything that happens with her boyfriend, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, it doesn't quite work, but I like it. it there's um, something to it, and I and I and I we ha- we're, we're committing to just going, and that's yeah, our new just directive. Going. Yeah, <laughs> is we can't belabor it uh, anymore. So, um, seven year snitch is what your name is, um, and whether you like it or not, that's not our problem anymore. We've actually given that up to God. <laughs> our self care yeah. is. Picking a name and running with it and never looking back. <laughs> so there's like, obviously, there's like handling the situation head on, which is like being very honest and saying essentially what you said to us, mm-hmm. which is this is hindering your own growth and healing. And then there's my way of doing things, which <laughs> is I think I'm a big proponent of corre- uh, of helping people tell stories. Um, I, I know you are a good lo- at that. A lot of people... Um, you know, I, I'm a big proponent of saying in the middle of someone's sentences, Caitlin, meat and potatoes, meat and potatoes, Caitlin. That's what we did. That's what we did with a famous bad storyteller um, from our youth, um, this girl, Caitlin, who I lived with. Um, and she was not good at telling stories. Lovely person, one of a dear friend, um, but not good at telling stories. And after enough time, you really can train someone to tell a good story. Um <laughs> And for me, that manifested in just interrupting her as she would, you know, get, she'd get lost in the minutia of like, she'd sort of be like telling a story about seeing her mom. And she'd be like, I was taking the five, but then, you know, I thought maybe the 101 would be better to get there. So I got off the five and it was like, no. And you just stop them and say, meat and potatoes, meat and potatoes, meat and potatoes. Um, I definitely like to ask like leading questions. Like if this, like, like my, because I'm really bad at being like, I, I'm not as direct as Joel so like my what I'll do is I'll just be like oh and so when you got there what happened <laughs> <laughs> yeah what happened but it sounds like this person doesn't want to hear it's not just the story like the bad storytelling it is the it's the subject yes as well which is tough I, I think what's hard too is like since you were this person's babysitter like there's mm. probably some part of this person's brain that's like this person knows what to do this person is comfort yep. this person is authority it sounds like you're a little bit mommy or at least big sister to this person yeah and that's like that's a hard position to be in as someone who like i i find myself in that like that situation a lot and you're I mommy a big to sister. me a lot yeah <laughs> um it can it can be draining and i think like and and it's even harder when you're someone's roommate because you like at least with like a, a like a non roommate friend you can just not text back and be like oh my god sorry I was so busy or whatever, um, but with a roommate it's really difficult so I do I would encourage setting a boundary and explaining why because this person definitely knows that you're out getting out of a five year relationship so. yeah I I think it's worth I would not use the words PTSD uh, I would use I would sort of I would though make it about you and less about the gar- the garbage boyfriend because yes. I think if you make it about like your boyfriend is so garbage and I hate that you're with him she'll immediately go into a defensive stance. If you go into if you say to her, "Hey, I'm really struggling internally over my own breakup and hearing about um your relationship is really sort of triggering to me." I think 
that sort of puts it away. It's it, it like takes it off. This, it's sort of chicken shit. Let's be honest. It's chicken shit. But it is like it's taking a, it, it's taking the onus off of her. It's it's making it's not making it about her relationship. It's about making it about you. Because which it I is think like make I do it think it is it is about you too though. Where it's like because I I think like there is a version of this where you are in a place where you can have an hour long conversation or something like that. Like you are able to help your roommate process, but you're not in the state of mind to do that right now. Or maybe you would never want to do that. But like, it sounds like this particular moment in time is very hard for, for you to be in this position where you have to hear this stuff. So like your hatred of this boyfriend aside, you, you can, if you make it about you, you at least keep her from like shutting down and maybe feeling like she can never talk to you about it again, Mm -hmm. which I think probably you don't want either. Like you really care about this person. So like if there is a big update, like she should feel safe to come to you about it, or at least I think that's probably the goal. Um, but make it about you, make it about your, your sadness after your breakup and your journey to healing. And I think, She'll respect that. Yeah. And I think you can say like my therapist really thinks it's not healthy for me to hear about this anymore. And of course, I don't know if you're in therapy, you should be, but um, you can just say your therapist really doesn't think you should be hearing about this anymore. And you can, in your head, you can be meaning me and Mitra. (laughs) (laughs) But don't sue us. Don't sue us. Don't sue us. Don't sue us. (laughs) We're we're your therapist, of course, legally. And... um, (laughs) By listening, by listening to this podcast, you sort of signed an agreement, um, and we are HIPAA compliant, obviously. Um, <laughs> of course. I don't I barely know what that means, but we are it, and um, we are your therapist. And we say you cannot listen to this anymore, and so now you have a good ass escape code. Play them this. Play them this. Yeah, just play, play them, them this. this. Meat and potatoes. Okay. <laughs> meat and potatoes. Um, meat and potatoes. Something some of you need to hear while leaving voice messages. Hopefully not this next one, <laughs> but we'll find out. Dana. Well, <laughs> Hi, Joel and Mitra. Mitra and Joel, I love y'all. Um, I you. have a question about dating in the time of the corona. I know you guys have talked about a lot of this stuff on the pod, but I have a weird, maybe specific scenario. I don't know. So I was talking to this guy. We matched on Bumble, like, right before all the coronavirus stuff happened. And we started doing, like, virtual dates. We did a ton of, like, Zoom dates and Netflix party dates. And we talked every day for three months. Um, And part of the reason why we didn't hang out in person, well, one, there was, like, stay-at-home orders in place. But, two, I was actually at my parents' house for a bit. But when I came back, we had still been talking, like, a lot, and um, we finally were like, let's actually get together. So we got together, and I ended up spending the night in his apartment, and it was a great time. I thought, you know, we both enjoyed it equally, and we texted after that, and I asked him if he wanted to hang out again, and I would make him dinner, and he was like, yeah, that sounds great. I would love that. And then he just ghosted me, like, did not respond to any of my other texts about hanging out or even about what he was doing. Like, I sent him, like, three texts, and he just has never responded. And then today, I saw that he had made a new, like, dating profile, that he used a picture that he sent to me, like, of just himself, like a selfie picture that he posted on his dating app that was originally meant just for me and I'm just like I don't understand why he's ghosting me and 
why he didn't just tell me that he didn't want to hang out again. It seems like the easy, simple solution to this. So my question is, do I confront him, text him again about <laughs> seeing his picture on a dating app? Do I just let it go? I I don't even care about him at all anymore at this point. I just, like, how do we teach these men that it's, like, not okay to ghost people and that it would have been so much easier if he just said that he wasn't feeling it or something, you know? This isn't the first time somebody has just ghosted me after months of talking or dating, and it just seems so bizarre and annoying, and I hate it so much. So any help you guys could give me would be greatly appreciated. Um, thanks. Love y'all. Bye-bye. Okay. okay. That was definitely a meat and potatoes sort of situation. Okay. <laughs> and I know that we, I hate to be cruel before we, we dive into advice, but that was definitely a meat and potatoes situation. So, mm-hmm. um, but God bless you. And we're now we're going to name you. Mm-hmm. And Mitra, do you have any ideas? Cause I okay. have a, an inkling, but I want to hear oh, your idea. Let's first. hear the inkling. Cause I, I don't really have anything. Okay. So Bumble, Bumble makes me think of B. Mm-hmm. B makes me think of Hornet. Ghosts mm-hmm. make me think of murder victims. There are, of course, murder hornets. She's very horny. Murder horneat. It's gorgeous. Murder horneat. Murder horneat it is. Uh, murder horneat. I'll say, um, I'll, say, I'll say one thing. Doesn't roll okay. off the tongue. No. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. But at a long walk, a long like a journey to get there. Hey, it is like life's about the journey, not the destination. To murder. Yeah. Um, okay. So murder hornet. Uh, <laughs> oh, murder hornet. Cracked me up. Okay. Um, I want to say first off, I feel your pain. I have both been. I've been on the receiving end of many a ghost um, in my lifetime before as well. It never feels good. Um, I will say. As someone who's also been on the opposite side of that equation, it is not always easier to tell someone that you're not into them as it is to just ghost them. Because either way, the same thing is achieved. You've let someone know that you don't like them and you've possibly hurt them. I don't believe that it would have been easier for this person to hear, I don't like you, after she has invested a lot of emotional energy into this person and slept with this person. And I think that's okay. Like, I think that's I, like, I feel, I feel her sort of like being like, I don't care anymore. I'm just mad that he ghosted me. No, you're actually mad that this person that you invested a lot of emotional energy is not into you. And I think that's okay for you to feel. That's and, totally fair. Yeah. And I think like, that's, that, that's like the first step, I think, in this journey that you're now going on and, and actually getting over him is, is like admitting that to yourself that like, you spent a lot of emotional energy mm-hmm. investing in this person. And he flopped. He's a, yes. he's a total flop. And that's, and that sucks. No matter how it ends, it would have sucked no matter what. I don't think you gain anything by continuing to contact this person. Mm-hmm. I, I think that this person has exhibited very clearly that they don't want to continue being involved with you. And it's okay to be upset about that. I would definitely be upset about that too. But you've tried to make contact multiple times. You have given this person an enticing offer and they have said yes and then ghosted you. So that 
fucking sucks. Like you don't want to be with a person like that on paper, but I understand why it feels jarring and confusing because you got two different sets of messaging from this person. Well, and I think you've latched onto this photo. It is weird. It's weird that he would use a photo that he specifically sent to you. Presumably you don't know how many other people he was was sending this photo to. You don't know that that photo is just for you. Like I think, like and that and I don't know if that helps or not it's not good information but I but it certainly was something that I was thinking while hearing it which is like it's not your it's not just for you even if it was just for you it's not just for you yeah and in terms of teaching him a lesson I don't think sending him a text message with the photo and being like hey it's weird that you put up this photo that was meant for me that could backfire in so many ways namely him being like no, actually, I, I took that photo a year ago and I've sent it to many women. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will not make you feel better. Um, I don't think any further contact with this person is going to make you feel better. Yeah. Ghosting always feels bad. It fucking sucks. I'm sorry that it happened to you, but it did. And it, this person's not like coming crawling back to you. So You know what a powerful image? I'll never forget seeing this in New York City. A powerful image that I think might help this person in healing is a woman outside of my apartment in Brooklyn, shitting on someone's car <gasps> and screaming up. No. Shitting on, shitting on the hood of someone's car and uh-huh. screaming up at whoever lived inside that apartment building across the street from me. And it was so powerful. <laughs> and I just feel like this woman is not looking for healing. She's looking for revenge. Mm-hmm. She's specifically really lampshaded, like, I want to teach this man and every man a lesson. And I think that image of a woman shitting on the hood of a car, you know where this guy lives, go and shit on his car. I think that is the official stance of the Urgent Care podcast. And next. It's a powerful image. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you, can, you can imagine it now. Yes, of course. And it's an image that will live with us all as we move on. To our next <laughs> email, um, which I believe you should read because there's math involved. All right. Dear Joel and Mitra. Oh, God. Mitra and Joel plus or minus the square root of X. Is yeah. that how you say that out loud? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love you both in such an equal way that it's given a new meaning to the word bisexual and I need your help. I'm a gay rising senior in college and I think I want to get back together with my ex-boyfriend from sophomore year. I miss him a lot, but it may be core, but... But no, I think I just miss him. I broke up with him in an extremely mean gay in high school type of way, which is to say I ignored him for the longest time after the fact and tried to steal all his friends somewhat successfully. (gasps) At the time, I was just hurt because he couldn't give me all the attention I needed. Now I realize I'm codependent and he wasn't just an asshole. I've just done a lot of growing, uh, growing myself. And also there were some things I couldn't get past, such as the fact that we didn't see eye to eye politically. Anyway, it's been almost a year and a half. We've barely talked since, but I follow him on social media and the last few months seem to have radicalized it when it comes to prison abolition, socialism, and a few other topics we disagreed on back in the day. It may be that, or it may be cancer season, or it may be the fact that I'm alone in horny and core, but I want him back. I can't stop stalking him on social media and I'm realizing that I may be going crazy. Is it psycho that I was mean to him and so smug when we broke up and now I'm spiraling thinking about him? I can't imagine you calling me a psycho, but in case, please don't answer that question. What should I do? He hasn't shown any interest whatsoever in getting back together, but should I shoot my shot anyway? What's the least humiliating way to go about this? Thanks so much in advance and so glad the pod is back. Hmm. Wow. So what do we name this person? Okay. So um, I like the, the phrase that really stuck out for me was extremely mean gay in high school type of way. Um, uh-huh. 
um, you know, sort of the Mean Girls area. Um, yeah. We've got um, we've got someone who has been radicalized in the radicalized. past few months. I was thinking sort of, you know, he brought up the word psycho. So I was thinking sort of like a Norman Gates. Um, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Norman Gates. Okay. Um, good. Okay. Wow. Here we are. We, this is a, I'm so, a new era for us. We're really just breezing through the names. And you know what? The quality might suffer, but the timestamp oh, won't. We've shed, we've shed the layer of needing to be good at the things mm-hmm. that we do. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's a lesson for all of our listeners is you don't have to be good at anything to have a podcast. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to be good at anything to do anything. You can simply yeah. just be just bad at everything. And mm-hmm. then, But if you're persistent enough, you... You'll someone, be rewarded with a podcast. Be, you must... You must just continue. You must. Nevertheless, she persisted having horrible ideas and <laughs> getting, getting support, getting support from her co-host. <laughs> I love that. Um, so this is sort of the mirror image of our um, our our last caller, mm-hmm. um, sort of a, a power dynamic switch. And you can almost um, it's, it's almost from the perspective of the guy who ghosted her in many ways. It's, it's just karma. Karma mm-hmm. is what's happening to this person is you were awful to this human being and now you want them back. And that is Jesus Christ coming down to earth and saying, ha ha, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what that is. Literally. Yeah. Biblical. I mean, I definitely think a significant portion of this is quarantine probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that I certainly have been like going through the Rolodex being like, what's he up to? <laughs> like, <laughs> What's he like now? <laughs> just because I'm bored and I want to, I just am like, I'm like, oh, I've, cir- I've cycled through in real time every single person that I've ever met in my entire life and what they're up to. So you're bound to find someone who's doing something you didn't expect them to be doing. Um, I think, yeah, that's the thing is that you didn't even say that the political stuff was the main reason you broke up. And I think you're doing a little bit of rewriting history. And I'm sure it was one of the many things that caused you to break up and caused you to dislike ultimately find this person not to be a match but i think you're doing a little bit i bet this person is doing a little bit of rewriting of history and saying and looking back and seeing this person's radicalized post now and saying like oh wow this thing that i didn't like about them before has changed and now sort of whitewashing over all the other things that made you incompatible with this person because Mm -hmm. this one thing has changed and like i think it's great but here's the thing i to to quote my best friend's wedding Okay, Mm. buckle up to uh, sort of um, uh, paraphrase my best friend's wedding. Okay, Mm -hmm. Um, he's chasing Kimmy. You're chasing him. Who's chasing you? Does he still follow you back on social media? Is he viewing your stories? Is he engaging with your posts? Because like we don't that's an important piece of context that is missing is that like Right. It's like, are you guys in contact at all? Is what I was wondering. It just seems like this person is scrolling through their ex's page and deciding mm-hmm. they want to get back together. And it's like, what if you have one conversation? You're like, oh, yeah, I don't like yeah. him. Like, <laughs> I wonder <laughs> what's possible. I wonder what the engagement is like. Like, I think this is why Instagram created the react uh, um, function on stories. So couples can get back together. <laughs> so couples can get back together. So couples can open the door to getting back together. I will say this is how I've reconnected with a lot of people, like a lot of ex people or people that I like. Essentially, this is how I've connected with a lot of people that I'd like to have sex with. Mm-hmm. Um, is just by 
reacting to their stories in a non-committal way because that can mean so many different things it gives them the opportunity to you 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 heart react their story and then they heart react your heart reaction yes and then you just do enough of those and then eventually you'll get to verbal stages where you have a conversation i also just feel like you should be prepared for this person to not want to have anything to do with you. Mm-hmm. If you were like smug about you describe you said to yourself that you were mean to him and smug when you broke up and that you consciously stole his friends. So it seems like and you acknowledge this, but it seems like there was bad behavior on your part. So while you may be ready to rekindle things with this person, they may not want to do it with you. That being said, text him. I don't know. Can like I their say stuff. Yeah. I, can I say, write him an email apologizing for the way you broke up. That yeah. always feels good. Can I say the one guy that you know that I dated for a while and was really heartbroken about. Mm-hmm. And uh, after our breakup, I had like wrote him an email being like, hey, do you want to like have a postmortem about this very brief relationship? And he said no. And then truly, I think probably three years later, he responded to that email chain and was like, Whoa. hey, I read reread this exchange i didn't like it i'm really sorry for the way things went down he basically just apologized for a bunch of stuff that made me feel so much better because i will tell you like i felt crazy after that breakup because i was like am i making too big a deal out of this because he's making it seem like i made a too big a deal out of this and then in that email he wrote back and he was like you definitely weren't making a big deal out of everything uh, this, uh, you know, like he didn't like say gaslighting, but like basically he was just like you, you reacted like the way you any normal person would have and you shouldn't be feel bad about the way you reacted. That's and so great. that can feel great. That can feel great to a person. And so I, and I, think I recommend with, doing with that. that. Like I just just in response to that, just know that like some people don't want that and some yep. people won't care. And like you, you can totally do that. And I think like in Joel's case, it was like very needed and sounds like it provided closure so like that might be what you provide this person i i guess just like if you can if you can reach out to this person with no expectation you should do so if you can't then like i don't know i think just consider this person because it sounds like you really hurt this person Mm -hmm. so it's not all about you and you know that and you know that you hurt this person so i think just consider them in whatever you decide to do Yep. Yep. Sounds good to me. All right. Should we take a break? (laughs) No. Yes. (laughs) Okay. All right. We'll see you guys on the other side. Okay. And we're back. Beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) Needed that. (laughs) Needed that. And what I need from Dana is for you to play the next voicemail. (laughs) Hi, Mole and Jitra. Jitra and Mole. Okay. Okay. Um, long time, first time. I have a question. So, I work at a walkroom, and back in November, broke up with my boyfriend of four years. And there happens to be a very cute girl that also works with me. And we really hit it off. We went on a few dates. Eventually, we hooked up one time, but things just got a little messy and confusing, and I needed to take a step back. So, we kind of stopped talking, but then eventually, 
um, just because of everything going on, reconnected, have bonded over the way our work is handling everything. Um, I'm really just been supportive. My question is, wait, I didn't say the other part. <laughs> so um, I'd say about three weeks ago, she told me that she still has feelings for me. And now we're both going into the office a couple times a week. So we see each other and we hang out and it's great. But I don't know if like I'm being a bad friend to her by continuing to stay close. But it's not like she's trying to push me away. I've made it clear I'm really not interested right now. Not looking for that. Really just want to be friends. But it's also, like, nice that we're close again. So I don't want to throw it all away. Let me know if you have any advice. I'm sorry that I rambled. Thank you. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. We've got an office romance. We've got yes. sort a of law a law firm, sort of a one night, one night one night together kind of thing kiss feelings um they're still staying friends um they're still seeing each other a couple times a week um <laughs> just reading re re reading everything yeah just rereading uh, um this one's tough this one is tough law um, firm they work at a law firm mhm mm um laws something. of attraction yeah, yeah, that's um. I w I wish I could evaporate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have to cut out at least fifteen seconds of dead air this week. Um, <laughs> law, uh, law, law firm. Law. I mean, do we have anything other than laws of attraction? <laughs> no. No, we don't. So I really don't think we do. Laws of attraction. Okay. Laws of attraction. I think we just have to be okay with that. We have to be okay with that. And she'll have to be okay with that too, because we have some great advice for her, right? Right? Of course. Yes. Um, my great advice is that, um, that you guys should probably have a conversation <laughs> about <laughs> the fact that you're hanging out again. That's really the... But like what? A, a conversation about what? Because that's the thing is three weeks ago, this girl said that she still had feelings for her. Mm -hmm. She said she did not reciprocate. And now they're back in friend zone. And so like I get why this is a precarious position for this person because it it could feel weird to bring up a conversation. It's, it's, it's what this person, this person is in a minefield right mm -hmm. now. And that is the thing. She's in an emotional minefield with this person because the thing is, is she has all the power. Mm -hmm. She has all the power in this relationship and that, and, and, and luckily for this other girl, this, this, our caller laws of attraction is aware of that at the very yes. least. But I think like you have to really tread lightly here because this person, even though this person knows where you stand, I think that they will always a little bit until they find the next thing, hold out hope that you will change your mind. And so you have to be aware of that in every interaction that you have. You cannot give her too much hope. Mm -hmm. If that's 
sound is that monstrous of me i don't know i don't think so i guess my thing would be like this is still your coworker and wanting mm. to keep that relationship intact so that this doesn't blow up into a situation where one of you feels like you have to quit yeah um so i would say like if you're the the priority i think is a the person who's interested in you making sure that you don't lead this person on i would say to our caller I would think maybe don't initiate like hanging out outside of work. Like yeah. if your person who is interested in you feels like comfortable hanging out with you, then great. But I guess just don't put her in a situation where it feels like maybe you're leading her on or giving her more yeah. um, because this is your friend and this is your coworker and you want it to stay that way. And I think there is a way to do that, but you, it is on you to be very responsible and considerate about the way that you handle it so that this person doesn't feel m like lied to. I guess. Yeah, I don't think ultimately to answer her question, it's not shitty of you to stay friends as long as you remember that you unfortunately, there. this is a friendship of imbalance and for at least four now and you are in this minefield and so you just have to tread lightly. You just have yeah. to tread lightly or you will hurt locker this person. <laughs> and, and are you going to be, you know, Catherine Bigelow? Uh, <laughs> Are you going to be Catherine Bigelow, a strong director of The Hurt Locker, or are you going to be one of the people who dies in The Hurt Locker? Because and, there's and I only just two. Say, That's the binary. I just want to say, I, I haven't seen it. Neither <laughs> but, have I. Neither have I, but we celebrate, we stand Catherine Bigelow on the Urgent Care Podcast. If there is one thing that Mitra and I always say every single episode on this podcast is we say, we stand Catherine Bigelow. Yes! Go <laughs> yes, off, <queen>. Hurt Locker! <laughs> um, we love it. Um, um, I, so you can either I be Catherine that. Bigelow or you can be Jeremy Renner. And um, and we know that he dies in that movie. I we know it. So. Yes, we I know mean, it for I'm, sure. No, I, I know nothing about the movie, but I am certain that he passes away. And if he doesn't, we know we are certain that we wish he did. Um, <laughs> so that's our advice for you. Let's move on. We've got an email now. Um, I will read it. Wow. Hello, you gorgeous, talented, and radiant hosts. No order required. Haha, -ha, pretty sneaky, sis. Also, <laughs> Dana, who is simply the best. So I am 24 four years old. I'm a cis white male and I am in need of some urgent care. I've always been sort of a late bloomer in life. I didn't lose my virginity or have my first real relationship until I was 23. I've struggled with low self-esteem, weight issues, and insecurities my entire life. This first major relationship was great, but only lasted about eight months because, as well as other reasons, I could never perform in the bedroom. Don't get me wrong. My mouth works some absolute miracles, but I would always get in my head and lose my erection in the middle of sex. I already feel like my penis is pretty inadequate, so it made me feel even worse when I could couldn't even perform. I would get her off, but I often didn't finish myself. The relationship had a lot of ups and downs, including her cheating on me with her ex and wrecking my already low self-esteem. And now I feel ready to get back into the dating scene, but I'm really worried that my performance issues could scare off other potential relationships. Do you think I should bring this issue up to them or just kind of hope for the best? Am I wrong in assuming it would be a deal breaker for everyone? Sorry if this is too long, but any of you can sit on my face. My mouth ain't broken. Love you. Oh, that's cute. That's that's sweet. That's a sweet mm -hmm. come on. That's um, a sweet come on. Okay, so a sweet come penis, on. Penis, penis, <laughs> penis, erection. But I didn't even acknowledge the thing that I... <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. It was penis, 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 penis. <laughs> erection, wreck. Um, Performance anxiety. Wreck him. Erect him. 
Yes. <laughs> Erechim. Yes. Erechim, which is sort of an ominous name for him because that's what we don't want you to do is Erechim. But because yes. he's very sweet. And I can say from the vibe of your email that I think there are definitely women out there who will deal. I mean, if you're, if women are anything like me, as long as I'm coming, I don't really give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, else first involved. of all, like, a, like penetration is not like like there are plenty of people who like don't come from penetration like it's not it is not the end mm-hmm. of the world i would say but it but it sounds like a confidence thing and like when you have that anxiety about one part of your performance it probably bleeds into the other parts of performance so yeah i think i mean first thing i know we say it a ton but therapy i think uh-huh. therapy will help a lot because i think what you were talking about in your call it sounds like there were other issues. Like there was a, it was a relationship with ups and downs. This person cheated on you. Like, you know, it doesn't solve anxiety is feeling unsafe. (laughs) So like not feeling protected, like you're not going to feel comfortable if you feel like a person is, has their mind elsewhere, like is cheating on you or isn't interested in you or whatever. So I would say like, I am not, I am not a doctor. I'm not a sex therapist, but just from the little information you've given us, this sounds like a relationship that for someone who already has performance anxiety would seem to exacerbate it. I don't know if he gets anything from revealing the performance anxiety pre-hookup than letting the chips fall where they may. Because here's the thing is then you're sort of, I don't think it has anything. It doesn't sound like at least that the performance anxiety is external. You know, it's not, it doesn't sound like these, that women are saying something or doing something that would indicate that would then causes his erection to go bye-bye. I think, um, and so like, there's not, it's like the only time I could see him like priming a, a date that it might happen is if there's something that he could tell them to avoid doing that would cause that to happen. What I do think is you need to be prepared to have that conversation in the middle of the encounter, which I've been with guys who have had problems, who have struggled because I am such a fucking smoke show that they get really nervous (laughs) to have sex with me um, and lose their erections. And, uh, you know, there's ways I think like a lot of times I'll just be like, hey, do you just want to like chill and lay down for a second? Like we don't have to do this right now. And like there it's, it's, you'll know the right partner by finding someone who can sort of be chill about that yeah it shouldn't feel like it's a high stakes scenario where you have to knock it out of the ballpark every time so i think but i think a lot of that starts with you like you said you have low self-esteem weight issues and insecurities your entire life i think that's something that you really need to work on it's not going to magic like you fucking good isn't going to make you love yourself so it seems like The, the first thing to focus on is your self-esteem and your insecurities. And I think therapy is a great way to do that. Like, I don't think it's going to magically disappear and it's inextricably tied to you being naked in a room with somebody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, or in my case, fully in sweatpants and then wriggle them down a couple inches. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say I think... I feel just based on like uh, an anecdotal pull from my female, my cis female friends is that um, I, I think it's usually the reverse is true. And more women are unhappy with a guy who can get fully hard, but does not care about them coming. Yes, I, w- I would I think, much rather have what this person is describing than. Yeah. Is someone who's a little <laughs> nervous and, and sometimes has trouble getting it up, but always make sure that his partner comes. Yeah. That's, a, that's like, I mean, if you're going to go with a gift of the Magi situation, you might as well go with the one that gets you come, you know? Yeah, I'd I, rather 
be with that than someone who's like rock hard the whole time and but like like doesn't care if I yeah. come. You know what I mean? Like, so I think I, like know that there are the, not, there are of course women who probably would say otherwise, but yes. know that like what you're doing, your your concern for your your sexual partner is already going above and beyond. What you're what you're describing is not like the end of the world. Like there, yeah. there are women who will want otherwise and that's okay because like everyone has their own preferences, but um, it sounds like you are still thinking about the person that you were with. So, you know, you're beautiful. not, you're not starting at zero, honey. Cause yeah. well, let me tell you what, there are some people who aren't thinking about that stuff. <laughs> so Yeah. It is not a deal breaker for everyone. It is not even a deal breaker. I would say for most people. Okay. Like most women, I think will allow you time to figure your shit out. And your shit, in this case, is your penis. And especially if they're coming while you do it. And I think, like, do yourself a favor and try and make, like, hook up with people that you're comfortable with. Because that will help. That will ease your anxiety. Like, if it feels high stakes, then you're going to get anxious. So, like... If it if you need to like ease into it, if you need a lot of foreplay, if you need to like take a break and watch TV for a little while mm-hmm. and then come back to it another time, it's all okay. It's yeah. not like I just think there's this feeling. I know I've felt it before where it's like, okay, this is your one shot. You better bring out the big guns. Like show them what you got. <laughs> it's yeah. like rarely actually like that. No. <laughs> Unless they're like leaving leaving the country forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't fuck night. anybody who's leaving the country forever. Um, <laughs> that just seems like you're asking for hurt. Um, but yeah, but. I don't think, and I don't think you need to have a, a, a pre sex discussion where you say, Hey, my dick might not work because guess what? That's everybody's dick. That's, mm-hmm. that's like literally could happen to anybody, any one of us at any time. Um, yeah. So just, yeah, just be kind to yourself and get into therapy. BetterHelp.com. <laughs> All right. And we've got we've gotten down to our very last and final call of wow. the day. And that means it's time for Dana to push that button. Woo! Hi, Joel. Hi, Mitra. Joel, Mitra, Mitra, and Joel. Uh, basically, <laughs> what's up is that I am a freshman slash rising sophomore in college. Got sent home early from quarantine. So my relationships with the people there are somewhat up in the air given that I only knew them for a short time but there's these two girls who were almost dating and then not dating and then they were and weren't and now based on my Instagram post I really want to know whether they got together or not but I don't know how to figure this out without just straight up asking one of them (laughs) and we don't know each other like that so I just need to know how to interstock these girls to figure out whether they're dating or not not because it's relevant to my life um my girlfriend and I have been dating for so long so that's not what this is about I just am curious and I don't know how to figure it out without asking them and that is not really an option so yeah, I guess Insta stalking is probably all there is to do, but if you have any other ideas, that would be super cool. Thank you, and I love you both equally. Wow, I mean, yeah, we, this is, you know, we are good for this. Yeah, I know. I, this, literally, this is why I put it last, because I was like, this girl understands Mitra Us. and I in a way 
that few people ever will. Is, oh. This is so messy in the way that we are messy. And yes. w- you just have to celebrate it. And, and so I what are we going to call you, this Joel, Joel put the order together and he really put, he put the best gift at the end. And I'm so grateful for that. Really let us end on a high. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are oh, we going yes, to call her? What are we going to call her? We've got sort of a two girl, one mystery sort of situation. Mm-hmm. She wants to know how to stalk. Mm-hmm. Um, it was sort of Inspector Gadget vibes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> in, um, Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gidget. Uh, Inspector Gidget. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Inspector Gidget it is. Um, we love um, that. Um, sorry we couldn't honor you with a better name, but that is what I hope our preamble was enough. It's certainly um, one of the better names in this episode. Though, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, I feel like people can always tell by our titles how good the names are going to be in the episode because we usually get the best one. And and sometimes you can There's really no tell that <laughs> when, when the episode's going to be a struggle for us in yeah. that regard. Um, here's what I think. I think because you got some time, okay? You got some time to really do this right. And by right, I mean create a fake Instagram account. Fill it with photos. Choose a cousin. Choose a cousin that doesn't that lives far away that can never be connected to this. Fill up an, a fake Instagram profile with their photos. This will take about a month to do well because you want to space it out. <laughs> you don't want it all on one day. Then start following them, okay? And then start engaging little by little by little by little. And then start using that account to message them. And then you ask one of them out on a date. Oh. And then you sort of... And then hopefully, hopefully, if all goes well, they'll say, no, I'm dating someone. And then you can say who. <laughs> and then and then they'll block you. Okay. But um, you'll have your answer and that's all that matters. You'll have your answer. And, and then that's, hit self-destruct on the account. Exactly. Now, unfortunately, if this person comes back and says, okay, I'm down, I do want to date you. And you're using pictures of your cousin. You sort of have to rope your cousin into now. You have to fly out your cousin. You have to fly out your cousin. <laughs> and this is a classic rom-com scenario. And then again, sort of a win for you. Uh, and then alt pitch um though I think nothing's nothing's gonna top that is just strike up a conversation with one of them about something random 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 it doesn't need to be anything because obviously you're gonna just be like so you'll talk about that for like four to five messages and you're like so how are you doing like who are you spending quarter with what's up like and then just force it into the conversation as quickly as possible. Get in, get out. Quick and easy. Yeah, clean. get in, get out. I think it has to be a response to one of their stories. And mm-hmm. I think you really, here's the thing is that you're not going to get out of this clean. I don't think that you'll get out of this clean. I think you're going to sustain some damage. I think you're going to sustain a bullet wound or two uh, on the exit. Because what you'll do is like, okay, so they post a beautiful photo of a landscape. And oh, it makes me wish I could take my girlfriend there. <laughs> And then you say, oh, are you still dating so-and-so? And then the thing is, is like, it'll be a yes and that'll be easy, but it's still awkward. What's or it'll hard. be a no and then you got to flee and then you block immediately and you get out of there. And then you switch schools. And you switch schools, you drop out. <laughs> but honestly, I recommend drop out, could change your life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could end up with a podcast someday. You if, you up, now, you if you drop out now, if you drop out co-hosting urgent care podcast. Yeah, because statistically be speaking, by the time you drop out, one of us will be dead. <laughs> we'll be looking for a new co-host. <laughs> yeah. It only took you 10 years to get a podcast after dropping out. And who knows how long it could take for this person. Yeah. 
actually sorry to brag but it only took me five years oh wow <laughs> yeah wow, 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 wow. i dropped out in 2015 well i have to go <laughs> um i have to leave um, did not need to hear that. Did not need to hear that as, as a final call. Um, but if you have any suggestions for our, our listener, how I, you know, cause listen, this is a, this is a lived lesbian experience. Okay. And there might be tips and tricks that we as outsiders to that community don't know. Yes. And that, yes. Code we recognize words. That. Oh, also here's the thing too. Like, I don't know if the, the, this is, you know, maybe specific to my personality, but like I am constantly asking people for gossip mm. and you could also just be like, any good gossip? Like, I'm so bored. And like, yeah. but, like, are you like, what's your deal? Are you hooking up with anyone? Yeah. <laughs> Cause I feel like very conf- like comfortable just being like, what's going on? Like, are you fucking? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 Cause I think what you're speaking to now is that this is uh, it's, again, sort of a long con, but you might just actually, because the, the big problem here is that she's not really close to either of them. Yes. And so what she might have to do, and I hate to suggest this, is become their friend slowly over time until yeah. they are comfortable enough to divulge the information that you seek. And that's a that's a project. And you might not like them enough to do that. I know I certainly, 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 there are people in my life who I demand to know everything about, but could not care less if they live or died. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's an option. Yeah, but <laughs> you gotta, you maybe befriend them. That's just it, okay? You have lots of options. So I hope you feel good. Keep us posted and we want to know if they're dating Yes, too. please update <laughs> us. Please update us. We Everyone's now invested in I'm this. It's quarantine. Anything. Yeah, we need this. We need this. Um, okay, thank you so much. Um, wow, and here we are at the end of another gorgeous episode. We did it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we brought you some comfort. Hopefully we brought you some insight. Hopefully we brought you some laughs. Um, <laughs> um, if you have any advice for people, if you have questions, if you have um, concerns, JK, please don't hit us up with concerns. We will be haunted by them forever. Yep. Uh, please contact us at urgentcarepod at gmail.com or at our phone number. I'm trying this memory. 323-334-0371. Yes, Mitra Johari, genius. A Woo! genius, genius Woo! grant to Mitra Johari Woo-hoo! for remembering our phone number. Hello, MacArthur. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm free. <laughs> MacArthur genius grant just asked me out on a date. <laughs> wow, incredible. Um, so that's beautiful and we celebrate that this episode and I'd like to also take a second and celebrate Dana, producer. Mm-hmm. Dana, I would like to take a, cel- a second to celebrate Ryan, our engineer. Oh. I would take, uh, take a second to celebrate July and Colin Anderson and everybody else at Earwolf. And thank you to you, whoever you are listening to us. We love you. We appreciate you. We couldn't and most do it of all, you. I love you, Joel. <laughs> I love you, Mitra. I do. It's so good to see your face over Zoom again. You too. <laughs> all right. And now we'll end on a song. One song, one song glory, glory. <laughs> one song <laughs> before, before I go I time flies <laughs> <laughs>